The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. G'day everyone and welcome to the, the Big Footy power. Port Adelaide podcast. Live on Port Fan Radio, as usual, I'm your host Mac and IT and joining us is Rick. How are you, mate? I'm good. How come I'm Rick and you're Mac and 19? Just because, mate. Just because. You just again. You're just making the own rules because you can. I can. That's all right. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, but anyway, sounds better than fishing, Rick. It's fishing probably, Richard. Uh, it's an old handle. I probably need to update it, don't I? Mm. Would you ever change your handle? Probably not. No. Did you know what my second handle used to be? Fisting, Rick. Uh, it should be, really. That's not a bad one. Uh, Ricky Ruboy. That used to be my uh, internet poker handle. Fair enough. Ricky Ruboy. But I guess then someone donated me uh, Poo Eckert a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one, of the, one of the great uh, autocorrects in Bigfooty history. <laughs> it is probably <laughs> the greatest. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> on that. Unbelievable. <laughs> Well, let's get straight into it today. Uh, first things first is Brad Ebert's 250th game this week. That's a yeah. uh, mighty achievement. Amazing achievement. Mm. You know, you, you had him binned. You wanted him sacked at the end of this, before this season started. Mate, you wanted him sacked in two, since 2016. So what are you talking about? <laughs> and look what he's eked out, another 100 games. Exactly so, right. Uh, well, could he be a 300-game player? Oh, look, if he keeps going, obviously, he needs to keep going. But if he keeps playing pretty good footy, you'd say he's probably got at least another year, maybe two, well, how, maybe. How old is he? 29? He's just turned 30, so... Well, he could. I mean, that's it's pretty theory, impressive. he, he could to... play another three, four years, in theory. But you know, it all depends it. on his form, doesn't it? So, um, mm. Which has wavered a bit. Um, but he's obviously started the year on fire, so... Let's hope that continues on. But uh, it's uh, it's funny that, well, it's a little bit ironic that he's playing his 250th game against West Coast, where he obviously started his career, played 76 games there. He's played 173 for Port Adelaide. Um, and you've got to say it was the right move to, to come back home. Well, he never wanted to. His heart was never there anyway, was it? No, not really. Whose heart would ever be in West Coast? I mean, what yeah. a corporation. It's a good corporation, though. Yeah, if you like working at McDonald's. Yeah. And we've got the uh, fixture out for round six and seven. Uh, round yes. six, we're still in the Gold Coast. And round really? seven, we travel to uh, Victoria. Controversial. So why, are we in the, so why are we in the Gold Coast for round six? I have no idea, mate. I Who are we playing? I can't remember off the top of my head. I should have done my research here. But I've done a Rick and uh, haven't done my research. Come on, usually if I read this stuff, I remember it. Though, oh, I know, on. I know. This is terrible. It's a GWS. That's who we're playing in round six. So why why are they why are they making us stay on the Gold Coast and play GWS in there when we're COVID free and could be playing at Adelaide Oval? You would think that would make more sense, wouldn't you? But I I just don't understand. Doesn't make and where do sense. we and then where do we play in round seven? Round seven, we're playing at uh, at Marvel. 
Right. And who are we playing? Uh, St Kilda. And so what about Adelaide? What's Adelaide got in six and seven? I don't know, mate. I haven't checked theirs out. but uh... Come on, Acker. I don't really care what You know doing. I'm going to ask these hard-hitting questions. I'm going to, you know, I'm always going to ask the hard-hitting questions of inequality. And, well, round round but, I six, mean, they play West Coast at the Gabba. Round seven, I assume they're probably in Victoria as well. Right. So, why I don't understand. Why are we going to Victoria and they're not coming to South Australia, is it because... They can't come into South Australia. I thought the borders were going to open around the 20th or something. 20th of July, which is still another yeah. lot. It's probably not then. So there must be a off. border problem. So I wonder what. So who's going to be playing in Perth then? I don't, I don't know. know. It's Look, just I, a, I, it's I... a fucking farce. Like it's a disgrace. Like seriously, if we can play GWS in Gold Coast, if we can play them here in Adelaide. And why the hell, like, would you, I wouldn't even blame the players or the coaches if they said, fuck, I don't want to go to that shithole if uh, if they haven't got their shit together with COVID. Because why the hell, I wouldn't go there. Yeah, well, that's probably the main point, isn't it? That, um, you know, Victoria are obviously still uh, struggling a bit with the whole virus. Uh, we're not. Well, they're out of control. It's worse than rabies, buddy. Mm. You know, it's worse than AIDS in the 80s in a gay bar. I mean, why would you do it? Yeah. Well, moving on from that. But yeah. um, uh, look, I don't care where we play. Just win. That's all I care about. I don't care where we play, just hey. so long as we win. And look, it might mean that we end up with four or five home games to end the season, so which can only be a good thing heading into finals. Well, I guess if we keep banking up wins, um, you know, well... Yeah, the more, but who knows? Sometimes our home form isn't that great anyway. So, uh, mm. especially playing West Coast at home. So, uh, but that won't happen. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's really odd. But anyway, what do I know? I'm just a, a little pleb sitting in my lounge room. Uh, I know nothing about AFL fixturing, so uh, or corruption or bias, bias yeah. agendas or anything like that. But hey, at least we're playing football for now. We are playing footy. That's right. And we do and have I a game this the week. Whole Essendon def- well, the whole Essendon defence isn't out this week either, right? No. 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 No one. No one else had to go into isolation. Apparently not. So all that tackling, coughing, spitting, you know, in Didn't the matter, face mate. rubbing, did not it was matter. Okay. It was okay. They're all clear, all safe. That's all apparently a okay. Yeah, whoever's playing Essendon's going to lose because no <laughs> one's going to want to go near them. I'm not touching that guy. He, he's got bloodshot eyes, boogers hanging out his nose, coughing his guts out. Yeah, I'm not going over there. That's great. I'll stay in the forward, forward 50, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is Carlton, so they probably lose anyway, but um, yeah. In any case, let's talk about Port Adelaide. It's round four this week. Uh, we play West Coast this Saturday afternoon at Metricon Stadium on the Gold Coast. Uh, the second of our hub matches up there. Uh, we've played West Coast 34 times with a 19-15 to 15 win-loss record. Uh, we've won just two of the last eight, however. And last time we met was uh, round five last year where we went to Perth Stadium and thrashed them in the wet by 42 points. Uh, Ollie Wines was adjudged best on ground. 
Um, what were your expectations on West Coast this year, mate? Oh, well, I thought West Coast are going to be pretty good. And they probably, and they still can be pretty good, I think. I think they're just having a bit of a, uh, a tanty, having to play away from home. Mm. Um, but, you know, they're a cracker side. Good tall forwards, big bodies, great midfield, organised defence. You know, they're the real deal as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I had them pegged for around about top four, especially with Tim Kelly coming in. It sort of rounds off their midfield very, very nicely. Um, but at the moment, they're sitting 15th with a 1-2 win-loss record. They beat Melbourne, but have lost against uh, Brisbane and Gold Coast. Uh, they certainly haven't been near their best at all. Um, they were really bullied against Gold Coast in a, in a tough, hard match. Um, against Brisbane, they fell short as well. Um, and look, they've got a couple of milestone games this week. Lewis Jetta and Jack Darling both play their 200th game, two premiership heroes for them. Yeah, great players. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. I wonder if Tim Kelly's maybe just um, altered their midfield midfield dynamics maybe a little bit or something, and it's just you know without the the limited preparation and training, maybe it's thrown them out cohesively. Or I don't know. I mean, Nick Nat looks in good form, so yeah, it's mm. a bit of an anomaly. It's, I just want to. I just think their hearts maybe not in. It's a I just real, think their hearts not in it. Yeah, it's a real strange one. This is their midfield, which. I don't know, for me, is probably top two midfield in the competition. You know, Nick Nat in the ruck, Tim Kelly, Luke Shuey, Andrew Gaff, Elliot Yo, Dom Sheed. Throw in guys like Jack Redden, Brendan Archie, Lewis Jetta that can run through there as well. I mean, that is elite. You know, yeah. you've got multiple old Australians there. Um, but their midfield is where they've been losing games this year. They have absolutely struggled through the middle. Um they were second last in contested possession differential last year, and they're dead last this year. They're minus 20 um, in contested possession differential per game uh, this year. We Port uh, are first, and we're plus 18. So it's going to be really intriguing to see how that midfield battle plays out. Absolutely, because, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the pick of the litter, really, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but... Anyway, I'll take it, and our midfield's been pretty bloody good. We've had a lot of run and carry and spread, and uh, maybe we can do that against West Coast. Maybe, maybe. Look, is Arch still playing? Is Was he selected? Yeah, he's named. You mentioned the, the run and spread, and look, uncontested possession differential is uh, is just as bad for them. They're minus nine. We're plus 49 per game, and first in the league as well. Inside 50s, they're 17th with minus nine. We are plus 26th and first again. Almost four times larger than second position Geelong. Um, so we're dominating inside 50s against our opponents at this stage. Um, so it's really going to be interesting how that plays out. Um, you know, their midfield's been hammered from pillar to post. Um, so they'll absolutely want to rectify that this week. Well, they'll be want to give it a go, right? Otherwise, they're going to be, what, one and four? One um, and three, yeah. One and three? Yeah, what are we round four? Yeah, so yeah. I mean, one and three in a shortened season, it's not it's not good, right? You're going to be chasing your tail for the rest of the season. You know, I mean, you can get a bit of a a run on, but uh, it wouldn't be ideal. And like, it's a great game for us, isn't it? Because like every game, every week, there's a question mark: what is of which port's going to show up? And and so far, it's been the same consistent Port Adelaide. So I think this is the real ultra violent test to our form line. So you know, I'm I'm really optimistic to uh yeah to see how we go and uh and see if we can stand up yeah 
Absolutely. And look, as we said, on paper, that midfield is just about elite. So, you know, that battle, that ruck battle is going to be really interesting to see how Scott Lysett goes up against Nick Nat. Um, the guys like Boak, Ollie Wines, Dan Houston, um, Rockliffe, Pau Pepper, Delay, um, win the bowl against their opponents. You'd have to hope so this week with the way that uh, the season's panned out for both teams so far. Uh, the forward lines are also interesting. I mean, they've got, you know, a number of very strong goal kickers. You know, Josh Kennedy, Jack Darling, Jamie Cricks kicks goals. Uh, Liam Ryan kicks goals. Um, so that, that's a pretty tough uh, forward line to stop from them as well. Well, and, uh, and if Archer's in the forward line, he's good overhead too. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah look, they're, they're a fantastic side. So, but... May their shithouse form continue. That's all I've May got to say. May it continue, absolutely. Well, we've made one change this week. Xavier Dersmer went off, uh, as we know, last week with his hamstring injury. He's out, obviously. Kane Farrell was comes in. Was it amputated? In. I believe was it was at the knee, mate. No, not yeah. at the knee. It would have been yeah. at the hip, wouldn't it? So At the yeah. hip, yeah. Bionic leg next, next week. Hopefully he's back. Nice. Uh, Kane Farrell comes in, mate. So how do you feel about that? his first game this year. Who knows? I don't mind Kane Farrell. I'd like Kane to get a bit more ball. He uses the ball well, and I'm assuming that's why that's why they've picked him, because you know he's got a bit of speed and he uses the ball well. I don't think he's obviously as good as what uh, Dersmer is when he gets uh, when he gets in the game. But, yeah, hopefully, uh, obviously, he must be training well for the coaches to have selected him, and it, I think it was in last week's emergency. So, yeah. Hopefully he takes the opportunity and steps up and you know gets close to twenty possessions and uses the ball really well like he can and uh, yeah that will be a great influence to our game. So where you see him playing? What do you think happens with that wing spot? Well, it has to be him playing on the wing and maybe switching with uh, a Motlock type player perhaps. I'm you not know, sure because, he does uh, play on the wing to be honest. I reckon we might push either Ebert out there or maybe Rosie out there. And have Farrell around that sort of uh, forward flank type role, which he seems to like. Well, it's, I mean, Rosie could be a good winger, like because of his speed, right? Mm. And he could run up and down the up and down the wing. But yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, the teams are this, the players are that versatile now. They hard to know what positions they're playing anyway. But um, yeah, so what you reckon? Yet though, he'll be more around the half forward line. Well, I'm just not sure he's. I don't know. He's struggled. Look, I'm I'm a big fan of Kane Farrell. I think he's a wonderful kick, uh, but he does struggle to get the ball. He struggles, you know, keeping his mind on the game. Sometimes he goes, you know, forty, fifty minutes without touching the ball. If he's playing through the midfield, then he, we can't really afford that against West Coast. I don't think, which is why I think mm. maybe someone like Evert or Rosie might um, head a bit further outfield full time, and we might see Farrell a bit more on the flank, kicking inside fifty. Oh, you have to. If he goes, if he goes, we go forty minutes into a game and he's hasn't touched the ball much. You just can't keep him out there. It's too big a loss. So, yeah. I mean, the safe bet would be Brad Ebert, right? Yeah, you know, he can play. He's so versatile. He knows how to play many roles. Um, you know, so he could fill that void. Um, you know, Rosie. You know, he's a very smart player. Are we missing a little bit by playing him out on the wing? Because he can get lost in no man's land every now and again if you're if you're not used to it. Maybe he's better off staying in the middle. I know I'd, I'd probably rotate like Farrell, your suggestion, Brad Ebert, and maybe uh, Motlop. 
you know, yep. and just rotate them them through that wing position. Fair enough. Uh, they've made four changes to their side. Jack Petricelli comes out, which is a bit of a surprise because he seems to love playing against Port Adelaide. He's played two ripper games against us in the past. <laughs> Didn't he Rotham, kick five goals last year in the week? He, he did absolutely kick five goals last year. So He, he kept getting the go, Joe the Goose goals at the back, didn't he? He did. He did. He, uh, he likes how Josh Jenkins plays footy and uh, thought he'd replicate that last year. Uh, Josh Rotham and Will Schofield have both been omitted as well, two key defenders for them. And Oscar Allen, uh, a key forward, has been omitted. Uh, into the side comes Jeremy McGovern, which is uh, obviously a big in for them. Mm. Uh, Tom Cole, small defender, Jermaine Jones. And Tom Hickey, uh, backup ruckman mm. slash key forward, adds a bit of height. Might stretch our defence there, mate. Yeah. If it's going to be dry, it's worth a play. Mm. We do. We've, we've spoken about the... Now, probably our Achilles heel with the defence is um, a bit of lacking of height. So, I don't know. Hickey doesn't really set my world on fire, so I don't know if he's going to be that influential as a forward. But it's worth a gamble, I guess. Worth a gamble. But, I mean, they've, got, they've got Jared Brander as well, who um, who can switch either side of the ground. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with their forward line and their back line. Yeah. But, hey, it's good... If you've got tall options and you can afford to play them, well, you're going to be in a, in a stronger advantage to those that don't, don't, don't you? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a challenging game. I'm excited. I'm, I'm really – I think we can take it up to West Coast. So, mm. uh, just based on form, I, I feel like, you know, we're talking about yeah, the Joe Goose goals, and I think that was Port Adelaide symptomatic the last couple of years where, you know, we try that forward lock press – keep the ball in there, get the time in our forward half, but we really leaked goals against the better side through that transition. So yeah. we've really been able to stop that this year. And so I think this is the real big test against a nemesis team that seems to be able to execute that frequently under pressure at the right time when we've got all the momentum mm. to break our hearts year after year. Um this is the real challenge to see if we have fixed up those little errors at the wrong time against one of the best in the competition. Yeah, absolutely. As we said in the preview, um, we've got uh, we've lost six of the last eight games, and I think four of them have been within two goals. Um, yeah. So you know we're and not a, far off home, against probably. them, and yeah, pretty much all of them at home too. Um, yeah. So luckily, we're not playing at uh, Adelaide Oval this week. Because uh, you'd put your money on West Coast, I think. Um, but we seem to play all right against them away. Uh, so who knows what will happen uh, up on the Gold Coast. But Jerry McGovern, he's probably the key player for them. Um, someone that we've struggled against in the past. How do we play him? What do you think their strategy is going to be? Who does he go to this week? Well, I'd say they, they'll probably put him on like a marshal. I mean, he's such a great reader of the play, right? So yeah. I don't know if they're going to put him on our primary key forward, but I guess they're going to probably go to the second or third key forward so he can try and, you know, drop off and, and fill that hole. And, and, you know, and that's what's killed us in previous years. You know, we're, it's almost like he wears a port jumper and we just kick it to him. Um, well, that final... He took 15 marks and pretty much all of them in the second half when he was playing on, you know, a very, very young, raw uh, Todd Marshall. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know why you brought that up outside. You just wanted to make a grown man cry. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's just, I just, every game, I just think that same repeat. You know, it's just the same up, the same up, the same. I mean, what did we try last year? Who was that stupid? What did we put? Bloody um, Aiden, mental we, blank. We tried Aiden Johnson on him a couple Aiden of years Johnson. ago. Aiden Johnson. Yeah. yeah and, he and he did a, a very good job on him until the last five seconds when he took a match-winning mark and kicked the goal after the siren again. So... <laughs> Um. But I mean, yeah, I, don't, I mean that's really the it's really the intriguing part of the game, isn't it? I mean, how do we nullify this guy's ability just to feel, you know, just be at the right bloody t- place at the right time every bloody time? Yeah, mm. and all I can think is like, well, <clears throat> yeah, either Todd has to just be with him, you know, or Todd has to lead if it is Todd, and the players have to run the ball through it. Yeah. Well, you can't just Low. you just can't bomb it in. You can't no. do that against McGovern because he's so good at reading the play and just zoning off. He'll just take mark after mark, like we've seen for the last five years. And look at that's why he's the best key defender in the league now because uh, he does that. And um, so we'll need to make sure that we are smarter going inside fifty. Um, yes. You know, you well, can't just if, bomb if it you in think long. about the game last year in the rain. We used the ball really well, and we we did those we did those low passes, right? Low short passes, yeah. And sort of brought the ball, you know, to that fifty, sixty meter line sort of location, and then it gave us options to go over or around him, rather than yeah, just. And I mean, I guess the only risk is I don't know if it is a risk. This is where I'm a little bit confused, but this year we've been hitting that hot spot quite often for our tall forwards. But is that maybe going to be counterproductive this week mm. against a McGovern type who's going to just predictably know where the ball's going to go if we we go with that strategy? Yeah, I mean it's tough. It's a tough one. Um, well, what we want is we want a high ball on top of his head when Dixon's leading for the ball. Yeah, and he just runs Stick through him a couple out. of times. <laughs> Stick the knee out and just. Oh, hey, that's what all the great forwards used to do, do right? Do the plug a logger and just, you know, straight line your leg and just boot him. <laughs> Sprigs in the back and take the grab. That's what you do. Could you, could you imagine filling the hole in front of Tony Lockett? Oh, no thanks. You wouldn't want to do it. Is there a would there be a worse job in the world than asking ask Peter Caven what it's like filling the hole in front of bloody Tony Lockett? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had to fill the hole in his face after, didn't they? So, uh, Poor bugger. Awful. Uh, Ian but, yeah, yeah. on the Spreaker chat has asked, or said, uh, what about the second-tier scratch match news? Frio and Port are going to combine to play the Suns as both don't have enough uh, reserves players in the hub, so they have to merge. Yeah. Which did happen a couple of weeks ago, not with Port, I don't think, but uh, with a couple of the other AFL teams. Um, I think we saw a few players sort of swapping sides just to uh, uh, make it a bit even. Might have a bit of a... They might build some friendly relationships or something. Who knows? But I don't know. I'm not too fussed about the reserves, to be Mm. honest. It's just... uh, It is what it is this year. Yep. So where do we win this game, mate? Well, I think we're going to win the game with strategy. I think that's all it's going to come down to. We, We just spoke about it. We need to be... Strategic with our our midfield stoppages and setups, because I I think 
they still have the better midfield out of the two teams. I mean, I if you 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 ask me, I'd say that Port Adelaide could have an elite midfield, but I can't say we have an elite midfield. I mean, West Coast has an elite midfield and has proven that over time. So yeah. our midfield stoppages are fundamentally important, and I think Ollie's going to have to really lifted another gear uh, this week. I think he's fundamentally important with his leadership inside there. Um, you know, and he's at his prime physical age. And I really think it's going to be in our, the, the next most important part from that midfield is our inside 50 delivering. Yeah. If we, uh, if we're predictable, boring and don't have courage, um, we're going to be easy pickings. And then I fear that West Coast with their strong transition football against us might hurt us. Yeah. Look, I think you've nailed it there. You know, win the inside bowl, and we should be winning the game. We've seen a couple of times in the past where we've dominated against West Coast, but have lost the game, especially at home a couple of times. So, as you said, we need to be smart, moving the ball inside 50, hit those targets, keep the ball low, um, don't just bomb it in. Uh, but for me, it, look, it all comes down to that midfield battle. West Coast have been terrible, as we've said. Port Adelaide have been exceptional so far. This is the big test. This is the one that we've been waiting for to see exactly where we're at this year. If we win this, then it's game on for Port for the season, I reckon. If we lose, Absolutely. then it's a little bit of, hmm, you know, maybe yeah. a bit of a, yeah, puts us back in the pack a little bit, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, look, we're in a strong position, three and zip, great percentage. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, look, if, if we came back three and two with a reasonable percentage, we'd still take that. Right, if we were offered that at the start of the season, yeah. knowing that we playing the teams that we played, so but that's loser talk. Now we're three mm. and zip. We want to be five and zip, and we can beat them. So, I mean, five and zip. I reckon we can pretty much say we're playing finals. Yeah. Well, if we win this week four nil, you know that's a great position to be in uh, in a short season. That's a that's a very very handy position to be in, yeah, especially if we get a run of home games at the end. That um, puts us, uh, makes us sit pretty, I reckon. So Absolutely. let's uh, put it on the line, mate. Who's going to win and how much? Well, I'm saying Port, and I'm going to say by 25 points. And I'm also going to say Arch is going to do a 30 meter handball, and he's one game closer to his 50 games. Mm. Go, Brendan. On your Arch. Uh, I'm going to say Port by seven points. You know, a real tight, close battle. I think, um, you know, I think West Coast midfield is going to come out and play exceptionally well this week because uh, they need to. Um, but I think we're just going to have enough. I think our mid defence is going to have enough there just to stop their forward line, and we're going to win a close one by seven points. Your fans aren't going to be happy, Macca. They're not going to be happy. It'll be a nail biter. Was there any questions? There was one, um, which is from Interstater. We've kind of gone through this, but how have West Coast beaten us in the past and what will we do to counter it? Yeah, we've already answered that. Yeah. Good question. Good question, though. Absolutely. It is a good question. Uh, and how's Sotos? Around the grounds, grounds any, other, uh, any other games you're keen on this week? I'm trying to get you a free plug for your, your shop, mate. How's... That's the fish and chip shop business. Ah, it's gone all right. It's doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. No complaints. Settle down after the whole COVID fiasco. Yeah, it's been all right. Yeah. 
Um, Sydney Bulldogs, actually. I, um, I I picked the Bulldogs in a in a I thought it would be an upset, so I don't know if they're still leading, but um, it was looking good when we started the call and uh, Collingwood GWS. I'll tell you what, this is a hard round to pick. Yeah, well, every I, I game is just about fifty fifty this week. Now, I think yeah. GWS Collingwood's going to be a ripper game. St Kilda Richmond should be a really good game. Essendon Carlton looks like being a good one. Gold Coast Frio. Yeah, yeah we Gold I Coast. I picked Carlton to beat Essendon, and I picked Frio to beat Gold Coast. Mm. Hawthorne North pretty even. Yeah, and I got uh, North. hopefully Brisbane absolutely hammer the Crows. That'd be great. I think it's just one of those seasons where it's just like upset central. Yeah. Except for the Crows. I, I I could see the Crows going the whole year without winning a game. <laughs> mm. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Imagine if they did that, not oh, a win. I'm sure they'll win something really? at some point. Who are they going to beat? Well, oh, they'll, they'll get better. I'm sure they always do. Some, like the years, like I remember when they started, what, nil and six, and we were holding up wooden spoons at the showdown and that sort of thing, and they still ended up winning eight or nine games that year. They always do. They find a way. Especially if they have a run of home games at the end of the season, well, they'll win. They'll win three or four of them, I think. Oh, I hope not. I'd love them to go winless. Mm. Do you reckon, would Knicks last? Would they sack him if they were winless? They're pretty ruthless for coaches. Oh, you, you can't keep a coach that has won zero games, I don't think. Even in their first season? Nah, I reckon he'd be gone. You can't keep someone in that situation, I think. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Mm. Anyway, all right. Not our problem. No, not our problem at all. Thank God. Pleasure. Well, that's it As for always. this evening. Yeah, we never. Can't ports. Ports. Yeah. When's Porsche?